I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everyone, John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plan, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. 
Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Raw Recap on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. So much going on in the world of wrestling, not even on Raw, but on social media. We're not going to talk about too much about it, but Rollins has been having a lot of words about the WWE versus other federations and going up against other wrestlers on the, on social media. So if you're not watching that or reading that, you should definitely do that. And I know my co-host here, Ryan Satin, the uh, CEO Pro Wrestling Sheet, they're going to talk about it on Thursday night on Wrestling Sheet yeah, Radio. We'll, talk about we'll, we'll, get in, we'll do a deep dive on all this on Wrestling Sheet Radio this week. Um, but yeah, man, lots of... I, I love everything going on. I love yeah. watching all of this. I mean, yes, sometimes the anger on social media can be too much, but when it's a WWE champion just going out there and like throwing fucking bombs everywhere yeah. i'm like all right i'm into this like let's 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 watch this let's see how this unfolds especially you know we put it up on the site this morning yeah but like the fact that seth rollins went out there it was one thing when road dog and drew mcintyre were doing interviews defending wwe on programs run by wwe right contracted t- uh, talent um but it's another one, Seth Rollins, who's like the WWE champion, is going out there, and he's straight up talking about John Moxley and the things he said. Yeah. Two Sports Illustrated, right. talking real, you know, serious about everything that's going on, how he feels about you know some of the things that John Moxley said, and basically implying that John Moxley didn't do the things he needed to do right. to get where he wanted, saying like you know that he should look in the mirror and make sure he did everything that he could have done to get what he wanted, all those kinds of things, which was very interesting to me. So, yeah, we're going to talk about it all on yeah. Wrestling Shoe Radio. We're here for Raw. We are. Um, I thought it was a good show. Yeah, I liked the show. There were things I'm going to pick apart, obviously. Sure. Overall, I liked the show. Yeah, I agree. Um, but this whole edict of the commercial breaks not having wrestling in between really is jarring for the viewer as, and just like, it's just it doesn't make sense from a viewer perspective mm. at all to me. I'm, and we'll get into it. We'll yeah, get into each one. Can. But to me, the commercial stuff, which is weird, and maybe yeah. it's just the producer in me that overlooks it. But the but those commercial break format change thing has really ma- made parts of the show maybe d- turn me off from it. Yeah, it kind of messes with the rhythm of the show. Well, just I guess and and, and, and okay, cool, change whatever, yeah, but. Yeah. This isn't a good change. This isn't a change for good, you know, and we'll we'll get into each specific one. But, like, you know, people going back-to-back in matches doesn't make a lot of sense in the ways they're presenting it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, like with the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens thing or um, like with Alexa Bliss when she wrestled in a singles match and then a tag match. Yeah. And no explanation of, like, why she can suddenly make a tag match, why she was putting back-to-back matches when she already won. Like, a lot of times when they do the whole, like, Someone came in, match got broken up. Now it's a tag match. At least someone comes out. The match didn't yeah. end. The match didn't end already, you right, know. Right. From, usually, the match hasn't already ended, and then someone, or, you know, or someone comes out and says, oh, this is now a tag match. Right. But the fact that it ended, someone came out, and they come back from commercial break, and and there's a match now. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. They rely on Michael Cole to say what's happening. Which is re- it's just weird yeah, because it's, it's I don't know. I, maybe yeah. it's something I just need to get used to, but I really didn't like it last night. All right. Well, it's something they're trying new. Uh, you know, and uh, speaking of Seth Rollins, he leads off Raw here coming out, talking about his victory at Stomping Grounds over a Corbin, thanks to the help of Becky Lynch. And no sooner does he start talking about this than Becky Lynch comes out and interrupts him and he even says, hey, you kind of interrupted me here me here honey and they have a little bit of a back and forth they get back on the same page uh and then corbin comes out and then lacy comes out and they have a back uh, or i mean sorry lacy comes out and attacks becky they go at it in the ring seth pulls becky off of lacy and and uh, becky pushes seth and goes right back at lacy then corbin comes in and they have all battle and then they have a promo off where they say okay you're gonna we're gonna fight in extreme rules it's gonna be a mixed tag match and it's for both titles, which I don't know if I've ever seen before. So I found the this two top to be, titles like that. I don't, yeah. not to my recollection. I could be wrong. I'm not a historian, yeah. but it's definitely not a recent memory. Yeah, this looks fake. This isn't like title versus title. This is one side has all the titles, one side doesn't, and whoever wins could be Corbin winning. 
uh, Lacey doesn't even have to pin Becky to get the woman's title. Very interesting or, scenario. Or vice versa. Or vice versa, vice versa yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, Lacey pins Becky do the woman's and right, Cor- and that's that. Corbin's WWE champion, which I love. Yeah, I think they, and I want to get your thoughts on all of this, but I, for me, I think they're laying this groundwork of the breakup between Rollins and Becky. I was thinking the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I was on that same page that I hope this ends with her decking Seth uh, or something like yeah, that. or her getting pissed if Seth costs her her title. Yeah, something There's along those Becky lines, too. more than that title. Because we need some of that edge back yeah, to yeah. Becky Lynch a little bit. Um, but, yes, okay. Um, I thought this segment was great. Yeah. I, I, and it's funny because, you know, in my different people I was talking to, but a lot of people didn't feel this way. A lot of people seem to not like this segment. Oh, wow. And I think that it's to do with some of the people that are feeling the same way about Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans that some you know have felt with like a Roman Reigns where it's like these two are going to shove down our throat type thing. But I actually think you know, and I know you had you've mm-hmm. gone back and forth when it when it came to when it comes to Lacey Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked this pairing of the two of them. Yep. I think it makes sense. They're they are two legit heels who are getting heat. Yeah. Like whether some people say, "Oh, it's go away heat," I don't know. But people hate them, yeah. and they want these people to be booed. They want whoever's opposite their two top champions who are faces. They want them to be booed. Yeah. So um, it makes sense. They're both strong heels. Um, I, I I'm into it. I liked this segment. I thought that you know Seth agreeing to the, whatever stipulation it was going to be didn't make a lot of sense. But whatever. I right. like this new cocky Seth that. Is um, really like towing the line as almost a tweener, almost of just like doing whatever he wants. And I, I'm into this current Seth yeah, Rollins, especially yeah. with all the stuff he's saying on social media. He's really backing it up, where he is like, "No, this is how I feel. I'm the top guy in the company," yeah. and he's really rolling with it. And I like it. I respect it, and it mm-hmm. makes me like his character. In fact, you know the burn it down thing. Yeah, I was never into it because it didn't really make a lot of sense to me. But now, watching everything he's doing in this yeah. current round, I'm like, all right, now I kind of like. He does kind of embody that, and it does kind of make sense to me. So I really like this segment. Um, I also, you know, backtracking a tiny bit. Okay. I had no problem with the main event at at um, Stomping Ground. No, it's great. I thought, you know, and, and maybe it's because I predicted it was going to happen here on the show, but you know, I very much thought it made sense what yeah. they did with yep. Lacey. Yep. Um, I thought she added to that match. I think that if it had just been Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins with a boring guest referee, yeah. the main event wouldn't have been that exciting. However, I think that adding Lacey did add some fun elements to it of her cheating the whole time. Sure. And you're just sitting there like, oh, I can't wait till Becky comes out. And you all, you know, the second she was cheating the whole time, you knew yeah. it was going to happen. But right when the nut shot happened, you okay. Yeah. You can't hit the man's nuts. I, m- I remember sitting there uh, watching it on Sunday. And I, as soon as she did that, I was like, Okay, come on already. And I'm counting down the minutes. I'm like, how long are they going to drag this out? Then she comes running. And it wasn't even the playing of her song. Yeah. She just came running down, which I thought was an interesting choice. The fans went crazy. It all went down. I, I liked it a lot. I thought Corbin wrestled really well in this match uh, uh, over the weekend. And so to me, as I've been saying on the show a few weeks now, he's won me over. And, and not that I'm like cheering for Baron Corbin or anything, but I think he works. And you're right. Maybe some people think he's got go away heat. But I think a lot of people don't like him, period. And he's working as a heel, and it works. Lacey's a good heel. She is young, so she'll, she's going to have her missteps, you know, the stumble to the ring stuff. You're going to get that. Yeah. It's a nerve-wracking situation. Totally. You're young. You're going against these veterans. You're being put right in the main event spotlight. But I think she handled herself fantastically as a heel in that match. And so to see her come out here with this situation, it works as well. Her and Corbin are a good combo because she helps Corbin be a little bit more over and Corbin adds a little more fire to Lacey. And I like that combo. So it's possible that anything can happen. Look, I truly believe they're going to put the strap on Corbin at some point. I do, I, I, right? I, I mean, do too, just yeah. to piss off the fans, if nothing else, because they love to do that. Because you're going to keep coming back. Even if it's a short run. Yeah, even, and it will be a short yeah. run. Because you can't say, okay, after this, no one, you don't get another shot at the title. Lord God, Charlotte's had the shot at the title nine million times. So there's no way Lacey's not going to get another shot at the title. So the smart way you do this is you give them the belt. Then that SummerSlam, they go and have another massive tag team, maybe inside a cell or whatever, and it's for the belts as well again. And this time they win it back. So I think that's certainly possible. And Lacey having the woman's title, it's not a negative thing right now, but the way she's built up into it. I, yeah, I, I agree with you completely yeah. there, and I'm, I'm intrigued to see where this match goes, and it's going to be extreme rules. Um, yeah, I, I really I, I think that it's going to be good. I'm, I'm with you. I do think Corbin's going to win the title at some yep. point now. He's been involved in the title scene for too long now. Yep. Um, it's too easy for him to be able to uh, 
do it at, at the next pay-per-view without even pinning Rollins. Yeah. I think it makes all the sense in the world. Yep. I, I think it makes all the sense in the world, and I, 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 I'm, it's going to be fun. It's going to be funny. And it'll push the division of this union that all of a sudden, you want to talk about being forced down our throats, that's being forced down our throats. The Becky-Rollins relationship. It's, they're highlighting it so much, there's, they've got to implode it. I have a question. Yeah. I don't feel this way. Uh-oh. But do you feel like, okay, because there is like, a, you know, a section of the fans yeah. of wrestling fandom who, you know, do prefer a, mach- a more macho, you know, product, you okay. know, where they don't they don't like women's wrestling. You know, there is okay. a portion of the audience. I mean, that's not like that's a secret. Sure, you know, okay. there are people who don't think that the women should be in the main event, that yeah. the men should be in the main they event. They probably couldn't run a mile. But, okay, yeah. but, you know, there is, I mean, let's not pretend that there's not a portion of the audience okay, that doesn't feel that way. Fair. Right. Yeah, sure. Um, and probably a larger portion than 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 most would come out and say, you know, feel internally but not say because it's like, oh, it's 2019, you can't say that, right? Okay. And I'm not saying I'm one of those people at all, but there right, is no, a portion of the audience that feels that way. And um, do you think for those people that this sort of emasculates uh, Seth Rollins a little bit? Uh, having your girlfriend be as tough as you are should— Not the tough as you, but having well, to save him, cutting him off. Oh, that you know, kind of thing. All those kinds of things. Because the champion, the top guy, as he's been saying, like yeah. he needs to be the, 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 the leader guy. Right. Do you think that his girlfriend running the show will make him lesser than in the eyes of those fans? I, those might. type of fans? Well, here's the thing. You asked me to go in the mind of a person who feels this way. Tough to do, because I don't. I love women's wrestling now. Um, and I do, too. Right. But I do feel like there is a... I'm sure there is. From and, what the tweets I get and see, you know. Right. I'm sure there is. <laughs> and those guys are either misogynists or they don't understand how to handle a strong woman. Correct. So I could give a shit about their opinion. That's honest truth. But that being said, will they feel that way? Probably. But they're not the contin- they're not the contingent, or they're not the fans that WWE is going for now. Going onto Fox, going onto mainstream, they don't want those fans. Those fans to them. Well, they want those fans too. Well, yeah, they want they're, both. they're not going to cater to those fans. That's for damn sure. With their top people, they're not because they've got to look progressive. Even no matter what they say behind the scenes, they got to look progressive. Letting Becky come out and interrupt Seth, do, that's all progressive. They're equal now, and watch Seth come out and interrupt Becky. That's going to happen. Maybe even tonight. Seth, maybe Becky has a promo. <laughs> Seth will come out but in the middle Seth, of her promo, and it's it's it, it's like a balance now. I feel like if he does that, then he looks like a dick. No, I don't think so at all. I think it's you. He's get, like cutting off his girlfriend, not letting his girlfriend talk, just like he she did to him. I think yeah, it's I, I think know. it's their relationship <laughs> that they're both strong people, so they each understand each other, and it's a ball busting situation. Because Lord knows, Becky on know, social see, media is a ball buster and a half. I think it's the exact same thing on that side. Let's say that okay. were to happen. Yeah, there is a hundred percent. A division of the female fans yeah. who would see that and be like, "Yeah, that's dick. What sure. the fuck? You I can't cut off your girlfriend when she's in the middle of talking on TV." I so could see that. I, I honestly, course, believe it goes but... both ways. It's not just. It's not just. So I don't know. Do so you think it emasculates either way? Kind of. You do think that? Though. No, no. I, you do. You you brought up the subject. You got to want to own up your opinion. Do you think know, it emasculates I him? I don't think it emasculates him because my woman is tough as shit, and if she and so is to mine. Me, I wouldn't have a problem. With it. Absolutely, yeah, I know your, your girl is. tough. No, it's not that I think that. I just think that you know I look at it from like a business perspective, not so much my mm, thoughts, right, right, right. but the majority, the majority, and I, and I see the tweets on my end of like really? what people say to me, what people say to the wrestling shit account, what people are just saying on Twitter in general, and wow. I I do wonder. I'm not saying I think that. Right. I am saying that I I I almost wonder if it's dangerous putting them together like that because Well, I think they're going I, want, to I, I don't know if it makes them stronger together. Mm-hmm. I do think that it kind of makes them kind of like they have to be on equal playing like you just yeah, said yeah. and Becky cutting him off and speaking on his behalf and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I do think that there is a division of fans who look at it just like a woman would look at it, okay. and rightfully so if Seth was doing that to Becky. Right. If Seth did it to Becky because it was a different it's a different construct, right? Because it's a patriarchal society. So if a man cuts off a woman, that's a person in power in essence in the society punching down. And with with uh, with Becky cutting off Seth that's a uh, that's an underserved historically underserved section of society that being women so them getting a little you know pushing a little farther or cutting off or being more than that's swings the pendulum back and evens things out i don't have a problem with it i, I, I don't either it's great but i i get 
I understand the, the what you're telling me that people think this way. Yeah, I, I just get look at it. I, well, I think I, it's lame. One of the things I was just taught that I always stuck with me when I've said it here before is that like I just look at everyone as independent revenue yeah. streams, and I, not that I do. I feel like that's how Vince McMahon looks at everyone. Each one's an independent right, revenue right. stream, and I don't know. I feel like if you're trying to build this guy up as like the leader of the company, and he's getting told what to do elsewhere, it doesn't necessarily make him like yeah. look like a leader. But I mean, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm you just know? trying to think historically. Have there ever been like you couldn't see Stone Cold having that, even though Deborah would come out with him all the time. I don't know if she ever did anything like that, cutting off Steve. Um, the Rock never had a, a woman with him, and I'm not saying it's bad. Hogan with Elizabeth, I guess, a little bit, but never. She never cut him off. Well, Macho never had Elizabeth. No, <laughs> but I respect to Macho, and those were different times. Yeah, right, I'm not, right. And I'm not saying that it's bad. To have a strong think, woman doing a, that with you. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying it's I'm bad. Not, not, I'm yeah. more just wondering if long-term effect yeah. status. If it, if, it does, if, if it does affect his, uh, the way he's viewed to some people. Right, which is why I think they're going to implode like, Oh, he let his woman talk to him like that. You know there's people who feel like that. You know you've been yeah, out with guys like that. Like, oh, you're going to let your girl talk to you like that, right. John? You and, know? I'm never, so. and I'm not friends with them after that night. <laughs> Usually... Usually I cut them off. I'm a, I'm very good at cutting out toxic people. You, you look at this. <laughs> like that guy who sent you that bad picture that one time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cut him off. Done. I don't care. Um, what was the thing you were talking about uh, with this emasculating situation? Well, we'll see. But I also want, but there's also a contingent of fans who think this is not a real relationship. There's it a, is. There is a contingent of fans who, really? I, who think it's being played up for the cameras. Interesting. They're not that in love. They're not that, it's not that strong of a relationship. I've seen those tweets as well. So I wonder, I think they've got to eventually implode this situation because I don't think they can keep them together. It's a weird product to have the male champion and the female champion be together in a relationship and have it play into the situation. It can work for a few months like all angles do, but I think eventually they will implode them. And last night was uh, a hint of how they're going to do it. It's possible. I, yeah. I like that way of yeah. going that way because I honestly think it would add edge back to Becky. To both, yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'd be into it. I'd be into it. It will end. It will end. Whether it ends in real life, I don't know, but it will end certainly as an angle. Let's move on. <coughs> I'm sorry. To oh. Tag team stuff going on. I'm still <laughs> getting over this shit. The revival and Daniel You're Bryan. You're always sick over here, Roka. <laughs> I'm, not I'm trying to figure it out. Right on cue right there. Sorry about it, guys. The revival, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, they took on the Usos and the New Day. This was an awesome, awesomely fun match. Great wrestling from everybody involved. And in the end, and, and, I, and what, we're doing the elimination thing again, which I kind of enjoyed. Did you not like it this time either? This time, it, here's the deal. Like, I don't, it works when you're doing these, like, elimination style things a little bit better. Okay. For the viewer, at least. Right, right, right. Because at least for the viewer, I don't see the commercial break anyway. It does, but oh, I, right. Good point. But I do think that for the people who are there live, it 100% puts, uh, like, a, it, 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 it takes the, 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 like, energy out of the match. Okay. You know, like, I saw it. I was there last yeah. week when they did it, and they first started doing this. And I realize it doesn't come across the same on TV, so whatever, when, in this kind of match. But, like, the people who are there. Yeah. They're like pumped in the middle of this match, and then all of a sudden it's a break. Yeah, that's weird. Like wrestling's gone on for a long time. And I realize there was rounds in Europe back in the day or whatever, but I just feel like I don't know. The most popular form is you just watch the match, and yeah. I, I don't know how. To me, so and so being eliminated, we're back after the break. I don't know. Like I don't know. I, I I didn't mind you as much here as I did. In other parts of the show. Okay. Um, but I do think that for the, the people there, it 100% sucks the air out of the, out of like the energy out of everything. Okay. Um, however, match was really good. Yeah. I think that, you know, I'm loving, uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan as a team right now. They're awesome. Uh, and yeah, overall, especially the whole rival versus Usos last kind of like when they yeah. came back from the break. Um, overall, yeah, great match. The match itself, what was on TV, I loved. Yeah. It's just that commercial thing is bothering me. Okay. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. What did you think of the match? I loved it. I thought it was top to bottom, one of the best things I've seen in a bit. And uh, you're just seeing four really or eight really good wrestlers going at each other constantly, pulling the moves that they did. And the eliminations both worked. They weren't like haphazard. How I felt the uh, heavy machinery loss was, in my opinion, over the weekend at Stomping Grounds. I thought that was haphazard. Didn't like that ending. Good match. Didn't like that ending. And I thought this one, these were both, both eliminations were earned. And nobody lost here. Like, Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan losing doesn't take the shine off them. And the Revival now doesn't take the shine off them, too, because that was a damn good match with the Usos. And the Usos, 
really have come along. So it's like, I'm buying that shirt today, by the way. So the, the, that kind of situation, I'm, I'm a fan of and I want to see more of because that's how you counter people complaining that your tag team division is weak. I agree. They're not focusing on him. You do great matches like this. 100%. And, yeah. I, and I feel like the past couple of weeks, the way they've positioned the revival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Has been night and day. That's how you sign. You go, okay, we're really going to focus on you. All right, if you say so, I will sign. And this is how you do it. Um, we'll see how long it lasts. We'll see how long but it lasts. I certainly indeed. am enjoying them. And I'm starting to enjoy them more in a way that I didn't before. So I like them. Absolutely. And I just, you know, between Extreme Rules and this match and some of the other ones, I do feel like the WWE roster is a little bit like, all right. Right. All right, MFers, like, let's do this, you so, know? So the result uh, justifies how this came about. The AEW stuff, the anger online, the, the, all the complaining. Look at the product of the last few weeks. It's really, it heard the complaints and it's made the adjustments in a way better than they did at the beginning of the year. When, when they, they saying, said, we're yeah, going to make changes. Exactly. And it's, oh, give us time. Bullshit. You don't need time. You need better matches. And they've done it. So It's funny. I'm James and I, uh, who works on the side with me, McKenna, yeah. we were literally having the same discussion yesterday mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, everyone's like, oh, WWE sucks. WWE sucks. And no one's giving them credit when it seems like they actually listened yeah. and made some changes and tr- are trying to put out a better product. And it's still like the cool thing to just be like, oh, WWE sucks. But like... It's been really fun the past couple weeks. It's been a good show. Like yeah. it had a little slump after yeah. WrestleMania, but it always has a little slump after WrestleMania because the build of WrestleMania, they put so much effort into it. They're kind of on autopilot for a few weeks yeah, yeah. afterwards, you know. What did you call it on our when we did our uh, rage culture? Is that what you said? The internet rage, outrage culture. Outrage culture. The outrage culture does not have that extra that other gear that's like oh they've listened <laughs> right right they don't like because then you take away their power in the outrage and when you do that they can't outrage anymore but so they then, have to keep going but it will, it will drive me there's no marketing money and that is honestly roca having outrage w- saved. what has oh. driven me the most crazy about outrage culture yeah. is that it used to be spurts of it it'd yeah. be like Everyone was outraged about this thing. And legitimate, sometimes legitimately And legitimate so. change would occur yeah, from yeah, it. Yeah. Even Daniel Bryan, you know, yeah. like, outrage occurred, got him there. But then people got, like, drunk on outrage. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, now we're just going to be outraged on everything. And everything always has right, to change. Right. And it's become this crazy cycle. And you're right, 100%. They, like, as someone who runs a news site, it's like, I've seen the news cycles, you know. Everyone's outraged about something else, about something until the next thing to be outraged about comes yeah. along, and they've already forgotten what they yep. were mad about. They just wanted to be mad about something. Right. And you're right. Like, when the thing that they were mad about flips or anything changes about it, yep. they don't go like, all right, cool. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, no, no. We're mad about this now. Yeah. We're mad about Seth Rollins saying yeah. Seth saying Will Ospreay looks like or is yeah, not as Will good as Ricochet. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and and so I don't know. Like you're that's why I, it's a great way of putting it. They really don't have that. Like no, it does. It, it feels like the people who are constantly constantly outraged don't have that like mentality to like. Okay, that was cool. Yeah, and I think that's the unfortunate thing because there are things to be legitimately outraged about. Once you get the result that is positive to change that uh, situation, you should celebrate that and thank the person for being or the company for being for listening to you. And then, then when something else pops up, okay, if it's a legitimate thing to be outraged about, then go get outraged about this. There can be actual change, but you have to take the moment to savor the change, not just move on to the next thing and get angry again because you, you're finding false power in that. There's no real power in that. Because you you're not running like anything. Babies. Right. And you're not <laughs> running anything. You're just complaining all day long. Yep. And it's, it's, it, it belies a powerlessness in your life. That's where it comes from. Uh, well, speaking of powerlessness, Drake Maverick is in a situation of powerlessness <laughs> right now in his relationship and with the 24-7 title. As, Great predi- segue. as predicted on this show by this man right here, they were going to work the 24-7 title. It seemed title. like it. It, it was inevitable. Yeah, into the marriage I situation. wasn't the only one saying this. I'm sure. <laughs> but they worked it into the situation. And, and I watched this uh, video over the weekend. I thought it was brilliant. So, so well part, done. I was talking to Ryback about it because I do his podcast every week, too. Yeah. We were, the, the, I loved the, like horror movie element of that video where like he's so happy it's like best day yeah. of his life like gunshot like yeah what's up me and my title and he got yeah. to the end of the aisle when he's leaving <laughs> and just had like the camera over the referee's shoulder and he just has this like look of terror like he just saw like jason or something right. like that like jason was standing at the end of his aisle and just like no not on my wedding you know and then he got rolled up for the pin Ugh, i loved it i it's thought great. it was 
fantastic. And uh, was it Michelle? What's her name? Michelle? Uh, Renee Michelle. Renee Michelle is playing into it so, so well, good, yeah. saying that she wants a divorce. I was a little too far to go on that plot. She tweeted during the play show about too. it. She tweeted during Raw too and said, like, <laughs> we were supposed to be on our honeymoon yeah, yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. but of course... You're you're focused on the twenty four seven title, and I think if I didn't know she was a wrestler, like you uh, told us last week, I would I would have thought, oh my god, what is this all about? <laughs> but the fact that she understands the angle, and God, that's so great yeah. that a woman who understands the angle to play along with, it's so fun. And Drake does a great job with it, and they interview him and talking about his wedding, and he's lost everything, and blah blah blah. And then all of this breaks out here. It just was really well done. I'm loving what they're doing. Yeah, well, first, I want to talk about the, the, uh, we got to give props to R-Truth here, too, in this segment. Yeah, because Ms. Ms. Cause Ms. TV out. brings out R-Truth and Carmella. Yeah. They're talking. Suspending the rules of 24-7. Yeah, and, and the, you know, they're, they're doing everything, and he's classic stuff, the 48-7 European oh. Championship and all oh, that kind of stuff. God. And then, like you said, when Drake comes out and talks about how it's like, you know, it's ruined his marriage, and the part where, <laughs> the part where he said, I haven't even consummated the marriage yet, and and he said, uh, take fiber for that or whatever. Yeah, and he, he was like, they were like, what? And he was like, yeah, she said, said he hasn't constipated the marriage yet. And Carmella, I love that Carmella corpsed on this one. And even <laughs> she couldn't contain herself. It was like SNL where like she couldn't contain herself. And even she was just like dying, laughing. And, you know, and, and Drake gets all angry and she's cracking up. No, no, he means consummated. And, <laughs> and like, so good. Yeah. So good. Um, and then I loved how it was like Miz, you know, as if like he's getting like right. a live and news update. Like, yeah, just say that. Yeah, exactly. God damn it! God damn it, pal! Say this. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then they do the match, and you're go- <laughs> you're like, oh, Drake's maybe gonna get it back. And when they come back from the commercial break, this was the one time the commercial break thing worked. Yeah, yeah. Where it was like, oh, I want to see Drake Maverick. Yep. See if he's gonna get the title. And when they come back, he just loses in like one second was, so fast. One move, yeah. Which makes sense because in the WWE sphere, he's not a wrestler. Right. You know, right. He, he, you know, we know he's a wrestler, and obviously the wrestling world knows he's a wrestler, but like in the WWE universe, he's not. You yeah. know, he's a he's the GM on 205 Live, he's a manager. Right. Um, so I, I thought it made sense as much as I went like, oh, poor Drake, you know? <laughs> um, but then the rest of this segment, um, okay. Yeah. I want to say, I laughed at all of it. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm skipping ahead. Wait. Yeah, we're not there I'm yet. I'm not there yet. Yeah, we're not Hold there. Hold on. I'm not, that's a little I, bit later. That's a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we get to that, but, but this part, I loved it. Yeah, I, I liked, uh, you know, everything that was with Archer and Carmella and Drake. Yeah. I, I, I love everything going on with 24-7 Do you title. think Miz is enjoying himself, man? I think he's, so. He's able to play all, like he's he's such a utility player now. It's really interesting. Much like Seth Rollins, I think that yeah, he's like a. But, he, but Seth doesn't have a show. No, Miz what has I a mean show, is like I think that he's very much like a involved in his character. Yes. he's a company man. Right, uh, he's making lots of money. Seems very satisfied. Yeah, seems like a very satisfied dude. He's happy yeah. with his life. I mean, Agreed. he's literally. I know a lot of people are like living their dream, but he's really living his dream. Really uh, where like he wanted to be a WWE star. Yep. Some people wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah. He wanted to be a WWE star. Right. Whatever it took. Whatever it took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's move on here. Roman Reigns uh, and Shane McMahon, speaking of Miz, uh, they took on Drew McIntyre in this handicap match, which apparently had been announced in Stomping Grounds. I, I, I've never seen a match announced, I don't think, at Raw uh, at a pay per view. So it was weird to see that being announced at Stomping Grounds backstage. The worst part about it when they announced it backstage yeah. was like, on commentary, when yeah. when Roman Reigns beat Drew McIntyre, it was like, well, you know what this means? This means they're officially done. They're, they're, he's put them down. Big Dog's moving on. He's done with Shane McMahon. <laughs> Goodbye, Shane O'Mac. Goodbye, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Roman Reigns is done with you. And then like five, and I'm like, oh, thank God. And then five <laughs> minutes later, they're like, they're like, two on by one. the way, two on one match. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you lying son of a bitches. <laughs> Well, it went down here, and pretty much what you expect that happened, eventually the numbers caught up to Reigns. But then, out of nowhere, maybe the surprise of the, of, of the long... I mean, I don't know, for weeks, the biggest surprise I've seen in WWE, The Undertaker shows up. I had no idea. I didn't read anything on the internet. I had no idea he was going to be there. Wow, wow. So when he pops up, what a great moment. And he kicked some ass. I loved it. It was way better than the Goldberg shit. Completely washed it out of the taste out of your mouth from that. 
took care of McIntyre in a believable way, took care of Shane in a believable way, and that tongue was doing some extra work last night. So I was a big fan of everything taken. And I bet he put a little more energy into this because he really wanted to kind of like wash that Goldberg shit out of people's heads. It did a great job. Well, since you say that, yeah. I, 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 this is with zero inside. Sure, sure, inside. Sure. This is pure speculation okay. that I'm going to obviously ask around about, but I'm almost wondering if he... Because it's extreme rules. Oh, I'm sure. I'm almost wondering if he was like called up Vince next day, like put me in a program yeah. for the next pay per view. I don't want that to be what people remember. And they're like, okay, yeah. big dog, who's like the guy, yep. and Drew McIntyre, who Undertaker respects the hell out of. They'll take care of him. Yeah. They'll put him in a dope match. They'll do what should have been done at, at Super Showdown yeah. and like taking care of veteran and putting him into a great match. You know, right. putting. Put, helping him put on a great match. Uh, with the owner's son. With the owner's so son. it makes so much sense. Who also has history with right, the Undertaker. Exactly, exactly. So, um, okay, before I get to the Undertaker stuff. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, the match itself, um, first in Extreme Rules, they, they, it sucked because I felt bad because it was the, the, there were such bangers that were going on in the pay-per-view. Oh, stomping grounds. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I meant stomping grounds, sorry. Yes, yes. So many pay-per-views. Stomping grounds. Yeah. Uh, their match stomping grounds. It, it was rough for them because they, they had to follow a lot of bangers. Yeah. And they were getting boring chants right away. But I do think, you know, I do feel like they turned them yeah, around by I the agree. end of the match and, and had them going by the end of the match. They had turned them around. There was no more boring. People were invested. Yep. Um, uh, I, was, ma- I was off my phone by the end of the match. Me too. Yeah. At the beginning of the match, I was like checking Twitter and social media, whatever. And then by halfway through, I was like, put it down. I was like, oh, this is oh, turning but, into a good match. My, my thing, I'm trying to, I'm trying. Who knows if I'll continue i'm saying it out loud and yeah, telling people, so i hopefully okay. continue to but i'm trying to like run and like work out a little bit while watching oh, wrestling now cool man so that way like i'm i'm sitting there anyways and it's probably better for me than tweeting so yeah, i mean i still tweet sometimes but i more selective tweeting because i'm running mm-hmm. or whatever and uh so this was the mat at, at stomping grounds this was the match where i started yeah and i was like oh, of course this is the match where i start i have to pay full attention to this one you know <laughs> and i was kind of like in the beginning like uh, and I, I did grab my phone even while running, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, but by the end, they really had me invested yeah. in the match. Um, this one was fine for what it was. It did bother me a little bit that we got, you mentioned the thing, you know, six months ago or whatever it was when yeah. they when they said things are going to be different. Not six months ago, a few months ago when they right. said things are going to change or whatever. And now Shane McMahon is 100% just doing what Baron Corbin was booked to do yeah, basically. At, at this time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, the match was, it was what it was, but the Undertaker moment, dude, yeah. I was not expecting yep. that at all. Um, I thought it was going to be Bray Wyatt yeah, yeah, when yeah. that happened because they, they, I don't know if you noticed this, but in two moments last night during the show, in backstage segments where, like, someone was walking and they do those, like, hall shots yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the... They had the puppets. Yeah. They're there now. Because there was no Funhouse. No, there was no Funhouse last night. But the puppets. He's getting closer. He's getting closer, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And the puppets are now in WWE. They're they're backstage and stuff, kind of like. So it's confirmation that this, maybe the was still in his head, but but the puppets are real. True. In his mind, so he's using them. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, And so. I thought for sure since they had had the puppets there yeah. that this was going to be the reintroduction of Bray Wyatt. Uh, and I was like, wow, he's coming back as a good guy to help face. Roman Reigns, even though that tag team they did that one time was fire when, yeah. they, when they were a team. Uh, but, yeah, I, that's what I thought it was. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm into this. And then when it was Undertaker, I was like, what? Hell yeah. Like, I was in my living room just like, yeah. And like just like you said as well, this is how you use the Undertaker. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. The yeah. Goldberg thing, I'm cool. I get it. I get it. I'm an attitude era kid, and I should be the target demo, and I didn't care about it. No. This is how I want to see the legend to use, like against guys now. I don't yep. need to see two really old guys trying to put on a good match. Like I want to see guys who were top tal- top caliber talent help- helping these guys right. so that their weaknesses aren't shown, and instead that their strengths are accentuated. And so um, this was awesome. When the lights went out and, and Shane was already on the top of the coast-to-coast, and he did the, the, the chokeslam. That, oh, that chokeslam looked dope, too. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. He showed up. He showed Taker up. Taker showed up. Yeah, and also, you know, Drew McIntyre, you know, in the interviews that I've heard of him, he speaks so highly of The Undertaker. And oh, I know yeah. that a lot, obviously, everyone in wrestling speaks highly of The Undertaker, yeah. but he, you know, in his first run did – 
he was on the roster with the Undertaker when it was a different time. Right, you know, right, when he right. was when when Drew was still like the chosen one and stuff. And so he talks about some of the advice Undertaker gave him and how it never even clicked in him some of the things that Taker had told him until after he was out of WWE. Right. And then he came back and he's tried to and you know keep some of those things and and, and, and live that way to to be a WWE superstar. Right. And just in the interview he did with Sam Roberts, um, and uh, <laughs> Sorry, I got a weird text there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so um, what, what was I just talking about? I was talking about McIntyre. Ta- oh, yeah, so I am pumped to see that Drew McIntyre is also involved in the yep. program with Undertaker. I also think it makes sense that he would help Roman Reigns. Yeah. Roman Reigns, like, took him to the limit at WrestleMania, and he doesn't like seeing that, like, you know, Shane's just running amok again, and so he's like, no, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to yeah. help the big dog in this battle. It works. It totally works. I loved it. It was great to see. Great. And the fans loved it. They right? were going Cause, nuts. Because there are certain people that when they show up, they are worth waiting for, and when they do, and when they do it, you react so yes. strongly to them. And I also think it shows as to why you don't necessarily. You know, sometimes with Undertaker appearances, mm-hmm. they're going like, "Oh, the Dead Man's going to be here next week." Right. That you then you take away that awesome moment of the lights going out. Yeah. When the lights go out and you hear that gong or whatever, like that's one of those. Moments. It's just like the glass shattering yep. or those you smell. It's like oh, the yeah. same thing. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, I uh, I you see here how awesome it is when that happens. Agreed. Agreed. Well, something that wasn't that awesome. Some, uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley had a tug-of-war match here in the middle of the ring for some unknown reason. Um, this was really lame, and it was just serving a point to uh, promote Lashley as some kind of possible beater of uh, Strowman, but it was basically filler. Yeah, definitely basically filler. I'm, I'm bummed because yeah. I was going to try and beat the filler with additional filler on our end since we did the, the arm wrestling last time. <laughs> While I was waiting to record, I was searching the office for a rope that we could play tug-of-war with, mm-hmm. and then I couldn't find one anywhere, and then uh-huh. I go to Thad, and I'm like, hey, uh, do you have any like rope in here somewhere? And he like starts to respond, and I'm like, actually, I should clarify, like really strong rope, not just like <laughs> really thin rope because it's for tug-of-war. And he was like, wait, oh, wait, you need tug-of-war rope? Like, <laughs> I don't know if we have tug-of-war rope here somewhere, Ryan. He's like, there's a Home Depot down the street. He's like, well, it's not that serious. I just, I wanted to show how strong I am and, and get some oh. comeback for, you know. Wow. I needed some redemption for yes. that loss in the arm wrestling when he cheated. Wow. He runs a couple of miles in front of a TV and he thinks he can do a tug-of-war now. Look at this guy. Get out of here with that shit. Um, uh, we'll do it. Uh, maybe we'll do it as a social video. That would be fun. Uh, but I'm 236, man. That's tough to yeah. so yank. He'd I was letting me. you know. He'd Come on. Me. Um, but, I, w- I don't have faith. What, in what are we doing that. with this Lashley Strowman thing, though, man? I don't know. Is this, I mean, cause it's one of the weaker things going on in WWE right McIntyre's now. McIntyre's getting elevated back to the top. We see Strowman kind of dancing around down here, which is unfortunate because you want more from him. Agreed. And yeah. it's frustrating because it's almost like he's starting to. Um, it's almost like he's starting to dip into Ryback territory yeah. where they've like lost interest suddenly. Yep. And yep. it sucks because, like Ryback, Braun Strowman was on to- uh, like on track to yep. become the top thing in the company, yep. and then they just like it. It wasn't what they wanted at the time, and mm-hmm. now he's just like lost in the fray. He's almost he's more so like Big Show even, but like Big Show at least had title runs yep. before that happened. Like he had title runs, he was top guy, he was main part of the company for a long time, and then he kind of got lost sometimes heel sometimes face but he yeah. was the big guy they could just use whatever and i get it he's utility whatever but i think that braun Strowman should be used in a yeah. big as a bigger deal he shouldn't be on the level he shouldn't be on the same level as lashley yeah. he should be beating lashley he should be dominant guy yeah he should be out there but i mean there's no titles for him to go for there's like a hundred titles in wwe no, no, because he's a, a face right so they can't really put him in the thing with rob there's like a hundred titles yeah. okay fair if There's Les- 13 titles. I think. I think when Lesnar wins the title back from Rollins, I think after they do their little mini program, Strowman slides in there. That's that would be Lesnar Strowman would be great to see. I'm into that, but I don't think program. that's going to happen. You don't think so? No, uh, dude. I think that I think Brock's going to cash in against Kofi. What? Yeah. But if Kofi wins that, that would be fantastic. Is that the end of the? He doesn't deserve to be champion, or he's not a real champion. Oh, I just think that. I don't know. I think I feel like on and this is just like pure speculation, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I just to me the smart move is to have him cash in on the debut episode yeah. on Fox, yeah. which I think I mentioned here before, yeah, you did. and then go into a program with Kofi because Brock being there every week like he was for Super Showdown or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. in a program with Kofi, I feel like that would be. 
that like that would be work. cool. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, we finally got to see the Viking Raiders again. They took on Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. But before they did, there was a little backstage uh, conversation there between AJ Styles and Gallows and Anderson. Once again, AJ reiterating, where's that Gallows and Anderson I knew in Japan? Well, this time they pushed back on AJ and said, where's that AJ Styles we knew? Blah, 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 which, of course, motivates him to take on later on down the road on this uh, uh, raw ricochet. But this is the match here with the Viking Raiders and Viking Raiders got the victory here. It was a good match, but there was nothing I saw from Gallows and Anderson that, like I saw from Taker. There's nothing I saw that, you know, this feels like they're sliding into Ascension territory. And no matter what they do, they keep sliding into Ascension territory, and I don't know their way out. You know, well, the way out is to actually take them seriously, finally, and put them with AJ or mm. Finn and do the club for real in WWE and have them be a force. Yeah. You know, they're, th- they're, they're popular, four popular wrestlers that have a huge faction. It would be like having the four horsemen, four horsemen all in WWE and never putting yeah. them together, yeah. you know, or the, or the NWO. It's like they brought all the NWO guys over yeah. and then never put them together as the NWO. It would be silly, you know? Uh, so... I don't know. I, I think that... Okay, so first, the interview part. Yeah. Uh, I did laugh. I thought it was funny that he's, like, cutting this promo, AJ. And then you, you just hear No Way Jose's music ominously in the background. And they're just, like, standing there dancing with him. Did make me laugh. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, and then AJ's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like an angry dad, yeah. you know? Um the match itself, I liked the match. I didn't have a problem with the match. I thought that, you know, there was good stuff in it. I, I did like when Corey Graves said a machine gun-like hands from Carl Anderson, which <laughs> made me laugh because he used to, you know, machine gun. So right. um, I, I, here's the thing with it, though. If this is just for the Japan show, just oh, so there's a, because right. they have a show coming up in Japan, and it's yeah. Triple H, AJ Styles, Anderson and Gallows yeah. versus four other guys. I forget who their opponents are, okay. but it's like the club versus with Triple H versus whoever. And so if this is just to like promote that show, yeah. I don't love this. No, because it's not I don't doing think this is doing them any favors. Yeah. Um, this was just a level above a squash match. Well, also, thing was so quick. But also, I just feel like it's like to point out that, like, oh, they've gotten complacent or, oh, you know, they're right. not winning like they used to. They're not the same people they were when they were in Japan. Um, if this is being done because they're actually going to give them a dedicated push, yeah, great. But the, like, rumor mill is that these guys want to leave. Yeah. These guys want to leave when their contracts are up at the end of the summer. So I don't know if this is being done to, like, hey, we'll take you seriously now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're trying to do like what they did with Dean Ambrose before, before almost like get to them before they say like no we're not resigning and right. kind of like get you know like well look now you're a thing. Right. Um, I don't know if that's what they're trying to do or they're trying to like demean them on the way out with these segments of like you're not what you used to be. So really on this one, I'm kind of like waiting to reserve judgment because it really just depends on how it shakes out. Because yeah. what I'd like to see is. And this probably won't happen. But what I'd like to see is them get fed up with AJ Styles and then Finn Balor attacks AJ Styles. And he's like, you were never the leader of the club. I was always the leader of the club. Right. Like, you were a wannabe me. And then, like, you don't have to maybe turn Finn heel, but give him, like, an edge kind of like Becky had for a while where he just doesn't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. And he's just talking shit. You know, doing a thing, and I honestly think he'd be way more over than he is right now if he was doing like his edgy kind of like what he used to do yeah. in Bullet Club kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Uh, we'll see how this plays out because it just it, they certainly push Viking Raiders, giving them that victory. That's the team on the ascend on the ascendancy where the Good Brothers are on the team on the descendants. So <laughs> did you like? Ascending. Did you like? Has he had that that helmet with the hair always? I don't remember. I don't either but yeah, it looked, I, was like, I didn't like it yeah it wasn't just me right no no it was weird okay yeah i was like mm, okay i like it it, it was as if like it, it looked like someone wearing a wig that like didn't want you to notice it or something it was like, weird <laughs> i don't know it was it was interesting did one of them just get married to nikki cross or is that the wrong no people? wrong people oh wrong people okay that that's killian dane oh killian dane right he looks sanity he looks similar right, right. to apologies right to killian dane yeah or whatever he yeah, is. Yeah, the other guys. Eric uh, or whatever. All right, now we're at that Otis. section of the show where that Ryan was excited about the 24-7 situation coming oh, back. Oh, yeah. Mojo Raleigh having his but... promo with Hawkins there. Then they go out there. And before they even get their match going, of course, the 24-7 thing interrupts. Multiple people win that title before R-Truth wins it back and runs out with Carmella. But for just a brief moment, we had uh, EC3 having the belt. We had Hawkins winning the belt. We had... Uh, no, not Hawkins. Uh, uh, Slater. Slater, sorry. He's Slater winning the belt. 
and Cedric then, Alexander. And Cedric as well, yeah. Was that it? I think that was it. I it think was, that was it, three too. title changes. Yeah, I think that was it, too. But, but EC3 showed you what he could do if you give him a second. That move of his was fantastic on the outside, on the right. Yeah, that was his finisher for a long yeah. time. What the, please, for the love of God, give him something to do. This is so goddamn frustrating. So that's what I was going to say here is, okay, none of those wrestlers, maybe besides Cedric, belong in EC3's class, in my opinion. Here's what I was going to say about it. Okay, as a whole, I loved this segment. I laughed the whole time. It was entertaining, good television. The 24-7 title stuff was fun. Um, I I very much enjoyed it, right? Yep. But picking it apart-wise, looking long-term type stuff, I agree with you in the sense that I feel like you could have used different people in some of these positions because I feel like Cedric Alexander is not a comedy guy. Yeah. You know, and, and this title is great for the comedy guys, the Drake Mavericks, the Heath Slaters, the R-Truth. Right. Um, you know, all those people. And there's a bunch more. That yeah. This caters to them. Like, this is what they would be perfect for. Even like a No Way Jose or all, all those or types gender. of people. Yeah. You know, all those, the genders. Yeah. There's people that are, that this is catered towards. But, but to me, I don't think the young, fresh, up-and-coming talent should be lumped in with this zombie of people, you right. know, that are after the 24-7 title right. all the time. And, you know, in the short moments that Cedric Alexander and EC3 were involved in this segment, like you said, yeah. um, it showed why they shouldn't really be involved in these yeah. segments. Yeah. Um, you know, he was... Like that, he cool mood when he does lumbar check and, and, and EC3 doing the one percenter thing. Yeah. Like... All that stuff. I was like, there, you know, this is supposed to be a fun title, not necessarily like a wrestling thing. And I feel like there are better ways to be using Cedric Alexander and EC3 in, in the short amount of time they've been on the roster to, to get them over. Yeah. You know, this to me makes it look like they're on the level of guys who are kind of like looking for something to do, which I guess right. they are. Yeah. But it doesn't do anything for their long run value. They should be putting on dope matches, which they both have the capability of doing. And so do the other guys. Yeah, yeah, of course. But the other guy's strength. Strengths, oh, com- plural, com- yeah. is comedy. Right, right, right. You know, and yes, EC3 is a funny guy, but I don't know if that's his strength. Right. He's funny because he's a very strong heel character or a face character if right. you want him to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I, if I wasn't looking at the specific, specific people cast in the certain roles to be involved in this part, if I'm just looking at the part as a whole, I loved it. I yeah. cracked up. Yeah. I just feel like some of these guys should be in better positions. Is EC3, I mean, is uh, Cedric Alexander a wild card because he's coming from 205 Live? Did you notice? And maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. No, Cedric Alexander, he got moved. To Raw? Yeah, he got moved to Raw okay. in the Superstar Shakeup, right. which they just haven't used him once. Remember he had that match with Cesaro when he moved oh, over? Oh, right, yeah. And then they haven't really used him since, yeah. Um, and that match was a banger. It was. Which, I, weird, they wouldn't put him another one after to follow up with it. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I don't even, I got lost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, the, did you notice last night? I could be wrong, but I saw this on Reddit too. And yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think they said the word wild card rule once last night. Oh, I don't think they did either. I don't recall it being said at all. Because they have like, even the way more than yeah. the, I think than the norm. Like, because there's Kofi, there was Daniel Bryan, yeah. there was Rowan, yeah, there was. Like, just don't say it. New Day. Yeah. There was. That's already five. Yep. And I think there was more than that if you continue counting. Lacey. No, Lacey's raw. Lacey was. Oh, yeah, right. Becky's SmackDown. Becky's SmackDown. So six. Out. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch more. I, yeah. I, from what I saw on Reddit, and I could be wrong, but I don't think they mentioned the wild card rule once last night. Yeah, yeah. It's, Which is it, crazy. I guess That's another one that like, they're just going to pretend like we don't remember, and now they're just going to drop that all together? Like, what? Right. You got to Come on. Can I tell you one thing that was a little strange? Uh, watching the Alexa Bliss thing, Vince still colors his hair. <laughs> when he was sitting in that gorilla position behind the monitor at the first 10 minutes of that Alexa Bliss, I was like, oh, man, why? You run the company, brother. You could be as gray as you want to be. Nobody cares. Yeah, but look You're at him. You're Vince. Look at him. But you run it. He clearly cares about vanity. Yeah, he looks more ridiculous with it than he, he did without it. He literally is in a business that's built around vanity. Of course he dyes his hair still. Oh, okay, I guess. But your Vince. You run it. He even you tells guys like business. Kevin Nash that if you're going to come back, you have to dye your hair black. You can't have gray hair here. So it does not surprise me in the slightest bit. I understand bit. if you're wrestling. I don't understand if you run the company. There's Sometimes he's on TV. I will be gray as hell if I run my company making billions of dollars. I won't be there. Kiss my ass. If what? I'm that age making billions of dollars, I would not be there. Oh, yeah, that's fair, too. That's absolutely Go fair. enjoy your life, bro. Here you go, Paul. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Here's the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, I'm yeah. literally going to be on vacation the rest of my life. People like this, though, they love that t- power. They need that power to breathe. But if you have 
have a revenue stream coming in always. Yeah. Like to me, if that revenue stream is going to go away, yeah. that's one thing. Of course. But there's such an infrastructure in place where that's not going to go away yeah. until he's dead. Yeah. He could literally just not dye his hair, not work out, and just go enjoy the rest of his life yeah. doing whatever. But, I mean, I, that maybe sounds – it's probably boring. Well, that the, sounds boring. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, this, he's a lifer. Like a regular re- – he's a lifer in the business. <sighs> I would love forever. to do that. Yeah. Retiring sounds awesome. Yeah, doesn't it, though? All right, Kobe Kingston. <laughs> uh, we have the Kobe Kingston, Sami Zayn, and then Kobe Kingston, Kevin Owens, for some reason, right afterwards. But he took care of Sami Zayn actually kind of quick, uh, quicker than I thought. It's because of this – Edict thing where they yeah. didn't want to have wrestling during the commercials, so they split it up. Oh, right. So he they, wrestled they finished Sammy the match quickly. Finished before. the match. Yeah. And then when they came back, it's like, oh, now another match. Instead of having a two segment match, right. where you'd come back during the commercial break, which is weird. To, it's a, it's, it is it's, weird. It's weird. It, it felt disjointed. And I was like, okay, if we're going to do this, this is an interesting choice. But in the long run, I didn't like it at all. Uh, I thought the match with Kevin Owens was better than the match with Sami Zayn because had a little more time to breathe. But in the end, he beat them both, which is pretty incredible. So how many more times? Well, what's also frustrating, in my opinion, because you go, you go like, they beat the New Day at, yeah. at Stomping Grounds. Right. And now they both lost. Yeah. So two losses for the, that t- team. Right. You instantly like went one step forward, two steps back on them. Like, you know, it was great that they won. And yeah. then, honestly, their promo at the top of the stage was hilarious, oh, too. the promo Sam- was great. Sammy's hilarious. Yeah. Sammy's some of his facial me, me, impressions. Me, 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 me. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh, is it already 1130? Shit. Yeah, we got to roll. Oh, um, but yeah, no, we started late. Oh, we started late. Okay. Um, But yeah, so uh, I I, I like it, but I feel like, yeah, one step forward, two steps back type thing when they when they lose like that. And it is confusing. And I don't think it pushed Kofi in the way they intended. No, I don't think the matches. I don't think any of these weird commercial breaks have have, have helped anyone. Yeah, because I liked his match against Ziggler at Stomping Grounds. What an inventive ending. Loved it. Oh, my God. My girlfriend had come home, sits down, watches this, and she goes, why doesn't he just jump out the cage? And I go, well, it's not the way it works, babes. You have to fight within the cage to build the drama. And then eventually someone, and when he did it, she goes, see? And then walked out of the room. I, was like, I literally was like, I hate you from the living room. She was laughing her ass off. Your girlfriend's better at predicting wrestling than you are, apparently. <laughs> she really is. She's the best. That's why I'm with her. And it doesn't emasculate me. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Alexa Bliss now took on Naomi. And then uh, all of a sudden in a tag match with Natalia and Naomi, uh, with Nikki Cross against Natalia and Naomi, they had been a bit of banter backstage. No, where- it wasn't a tag match. Wasn't a tag match? No, it was the same thing. It was Alexa Bliss versus Naomi. That's what I mean. And then it was Alexa and Nikki versus Natalia. Oh, yeah, it switched yeah, yeah, into yeah. a tag match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Switched into a tag. But in the back, there was conversation because Natalie and Naomi, or Natalia, rather, and Naomi were trying to convince Alec- Nikki that Alexa's bad news and blah, blah, blah. Nikki didn't li- and says, no, no, no. And then Alexa came in. Then they all got in each other's faces, which, which is what sparked this. Which I'm into. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. I like anything with Naomi getting to wrestle is great. So... Yeah, exactly. Hands up, <laughs> hands up emojis. Her and her and Alexa have a decent match here. Then the tag match, which was fun, but in the end, I don't, I don't know what this accomplished. And that's the same thing. You go like, okay, who, who did it say there? Who took the pin in this match? Yeah, Bliss defeated Naomi by pinfall. Then Bliss and Cross defeated Naomi and Natalia by pinfall. Uh, I don't know. I forget uh, who exactly. Natalia took, took the pin. Natalia took the Nikki. pinfall the second time. So yeah. Naomi the first time. Yep. Then Natty and, and Nikki pinned Natty. Um. Yeah, I just was like, I don't know. I don't. To me, it's just confusing from a viewer standpoint. You go mm-hmm. like, hey, man, like I know the like rules and constructs of the WWE universe, right. and all of a sudden, like a wrestler can just make a match themselves. There's yeah, no like, yeah. hold on a second, player, now it's a tag match, <laughs> nothing like that. There's just like all of a sudden, okay, we've decided, even though I already won, yeah. Now I want to do another match, even though WWE just did a special on me talking about my terrible concussions that I'm in, and now they're putting me in back-to-back matches that I booked myself. It's confusing, I I feel like. I feel like the two-segment matches were fine. Nobody had – it was literally – it's kind of like the – when they said, like, we're making these changes, and then they said, no more automatic title rematches, and you go like – Who's wor- who, whose complaint yeah. was that? That's not the thing that we were complaining about. Yeah. Oh, too many automatic title rematches the ruining Schmo- the show for me. Only the Schmodown fans complain about that. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this was another one where you're like, who was watching this and going, 
Right. The you know what the problem is the problem is two segment matches. Yeah, two segment matches. That's why people aren't tuning in all and the time. Immediate rematches. What the hell? What the make, hell? Make room for other people. Exactly. If anything, if you're going to short matches like that, I want to see more wrestlers that you're leaving in the back. Yeah. If you're going to short matches, yeah. cool. More squash matches than fine. If, you, if that's what you want, and okay. the big matches are on pay per view, cool. Right, right. But more wrestlers, not the same person back to back with no real rhyme or reason. And they tried. I know they tried, but well, I also think it's different because you're asking them to fight two different people. Yeah, back to back. It's, just, it's like, not like one person the whole time for a thirty minute match. Because my argument is that you're 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 putting more stress on your on your athlete on the athletes. Yeah, especially the one who's fighting in two matches. Back yeah, to back because. You're, you're making them adjust styles and find new chemistry with the other person. Also, and it could lead to injury. Also, work an interesting second match. Yes. You already worked a yeah, first a match. First now, match. You gotta work a, yeah. now you have those wrestlers who are already working yeah, yeah. insane hours. Now they're having to do two matches. Yeah. Having to work out two matches in their I don't know. It seems not necessary. And Naomi took both the losses, which isn't a positive. Oh, so it was Naomi that took both the losses. Well, I mean, she was on the team that lost. Okay, yeah. And she also got pinned yeah. in the first one. So to me, it's like, you know... Whatever. I, I Look, I love that Alexa's back, but she's not some world beater. And I hate when they have her win matches quickly because it's bullshit. Yeah, I'm with you on you, that. you got to give her long matches, which is why that match with Bailey was fantastic at stopping her. My God, Bailey was incredible in that Great match. Great match. Very happy she won, and I, I hope she keeps that title for a while. All right, Ricochet and AJ Styles are our last match of the evening. This was a fun-ass match. Really great back and forth. Had no idea AJ was going to win this thing. I thought for sure Ricochet was going to win this thing, and it was going to lead to a, a good brothers versus AJ, like a bitch-off between each other saying, you both lost, or you lost too. I thought but, for sure too. But in the end, AJ wins, then picks up Ricochet, shakes his hand, so AJ is still a face for now. But certainly they seem to have been laying the groundwork that he was going to go heel with the Good Brothers. But no, either way, this was a great match. Good way to end uh, the Raw. Yeah, so fantastic match. Yeah. Um, that finish was awesome. Yes. Oh, my God. The way he like slid into Ooh. the pin just looked so cool. I'm yep. sure it wasn't like, on purpose because that's not how he always does it. But regardless, it looked awesome. Yeah, it looked badass. Uh, I, I do feel like, and it's probably due to AJ just being injured. Yeah, and he's yeah. just kind of, this was his first match back. Um in the main event of Raw against one of the top talent in the world. Uh, I think that there was, it felt a little off in the beginning. Mm. In the beginning, I felt like there's a few moments they were kind of missing each other. It was a little, it felt a little choreographed in some moments. Okay. But obviously, they're both you know, yeah. two of the best wrestlers in the world. So I think after like a little bit, it, it picked up. It, I think after it got there. I think after the Good Brothers came out, yeah. and they had that awkward moment once again where they had to figure out a reason to go to commercial without wrestling happening. I'm gonna wait until you get back there to start <laughs> wrestling. Um, and then I think it really picked up when yeah. it came back from the commercial after that weird awkward break that like sucked the air out of the room, um, and also set up what you thought yeah. too. It set up a. Uh, a, a not clean finish. Yeah. However, I do think that they're trying to get the message across, clearly based on all these Seth Rollins things, that WWE has the best wrestling in the world. So they yeah. wanted to put two of the best wrestlers in the main event, didn't want to have a dirty finish. They wanted to kind of like show that they have great wrestling, I'm imagining. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I like the match. I agree with you, though. I think that it would have made more sense if the club got involved at the end because mm -hmm. it had been set up. I also feel like, um, you know, Ricochet is clearly being set up to be a you know a player, yeah. I don't know if starting his title reign off with a loss mm -hmm. really helps him. However, it was against AJ Styles, yes. So it's like you can't be mad they lost AJ Styles, who's a legend in wrestling at this point, who right. former WWE champion, one of the longest ones. So it's like you can't be mad at it, but I just don't know if you had to do this match. Yep, agreed. But you know, but it kind of pushes uh, Ricochet more. It does, like you said, he's not good on the mic. So, or he's you not, know, that promo he's, wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but it's not great on the mic. It's not gonna be. He's not gonna be known for his mic skills. And so you got to get him in the ring yeah, against great talent. You got to yeah. get a, You know, he's not. He, he hasn't had a lot of time to flex that muscle. Exactly. And but you, what muscle he does have? The big muscle he does have is, is in ring ability. So you got to put him up against people who are going to work really well with him. Cesaro, Samoa Joe match was surprisingly damn good. And then this match here today as well. Oh, and speaking, I, of, I was just gonna say we yeah, didn't even talk about that. Miss that the Samoa Joe. We're gonna have so many people talking about Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah, Samoa Joe, I, Kofi. I was bummed at Stomping Grounds. I go like, oh, it was really because we talked about yeah. it. I was surprised that Ricochet won the United States title. Me too. But I was thinking in my head, oh man, if they're doing that, I'm hoping it's to 
transition him into a program with Kofi now because Kofi needs a new opponent. Right. The Dolph Ziggler thing has run its course, even though the cage match was fun. It was. Um, and so, yeah, I love Joe coming out and attacking uh, Kofi. That's going to be a really good yeah. program. Yeah, and this makes sense because if you look at the the lineage here, you're looking at Ziggler, you're looking at uh, uh, Kevin Owens, you're looking at Sami Zayn, you're looking at Samoa Joe. These are all guys that kind of got their uh, starts in indie places where Ricochet made his bones as well as a legend. People spoke about Ricochet, and then when he showed up at NXT, people lost their freaking minds because they had come to know him either on YouTube or the internet somewhere or going to see him in matches. So to see him now be in this position where he's fighting dudes, and Cesaro too, who, ha- who make their bones in, I'm sorry, Kofi, I'm right, who make their bones in that area, it's good to see. So for Kofi, it's great to fight all these independent guys because it kind of gives him even more credibility with that section of the fandom who is probably complaining that Kofi was handed the belt. Like, totally. Like everyone's handed the belt. Hate to break it to you. But like, like he was handed the belt for whatever reason because he's black or whatever you want to say. Uh, but I think He's fought some fantastic matches. He's earned the respect, I hope so, of the wrestling fans. And putting him in uh, progressively stronger and stronger uh, programs with stronger and stronger opponents is a great idea. And so that's may, how you build up to get to the Brock thing. Right, right. Right. Exactly. You're probably, you're probably 100% right. He's man. like building this resume yeah. of like yeah. beating all the workhorses, but now he's got to beat like the work beast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. And I look forward to that if that really happens. Uh, Kofi and... Lesnar, Lord God Almighty, that'll be awesome. All right, well, that's our Raw recap for this uh, uh, Raw episode of Raw. Hope you appreciate it here on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. Uh, Ryan, tell them where they can find, read, and watch everything we do. ProWrestlingSheet.com, that's the website where you can find all the top stories in the world, professional wrestling throughout the week, at Wrestling Sheet on social media, YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find all the videos that we do. We got the Raw and SmackDown recaps. We got Wrestling Sheet Radio on Thursday, where we're going to talk about all this Seth Rollins, Will Ospreay <laughs> stuff, and, and a bunch more. So make sure you guys go check it out youtube.com slash c slash wrestling sheet if you're there hello thank you i appreciate you watching on there i hope you liked our faces the whole time <laughs> uh but yeah i appreciate you guys coming on there and uh, make sure while you're there you guys subscribe to the channel you like the video if you liked it don't dislike it that's just dick come on uh, but but leave comments i read them all i've been getting better at responding to some of them uh so go make sure you guys go do that but if you don't want to watch us if you just want to listen to us while you're driving or we're working out or cooking or whatever you want to check us out via podcast on all the big podcast platforms you got podcast one uh stitcher itunes uh spotify all the good stuff google play all of them just search for wrestling sheet radio there you go you can follow him at ryan set and you can follow me at the rogue says on twitter and on instagram and we'll see you tomorrow with another episode of the smackdown live recap here on the pro wrestling sheet ProWrestlingSheet.com. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. (sighs) Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.